and thank you very much for joining us on the health enlightenment program it's called your health on 88.1 fm bca radio today on the program we're going to talk about the all important topic and that is family planning and its benefits to the populace my name is Nkechi Mwoku and i have with me in the studio a guest Yes, very special one. In the person of Oboso Confidence. Oboso Confidence is the IBS State Family Planning Coordinator. Ma'am, it's good to have you join us on the studio this afternoon. Good afternoon, listeners. Uh, we hope that you will get all the information you need to have as regards family planning and its benefits. Okay, I'd like us to start on an elementary note. I'd like you to define this in a way that even the ordinary man walking along the streets will grab what you said. Please, what is family planning? Well, to define family planning in a layman's language, in a language everybody will understand, because that is our motive to ensure that everybody gets the right information about family planning. Family planning is a way a person, couple, or family decides on what to do with their sexual rights. That is, decide on the number of children they will have and when they think they are able to have them. By the number of children, we mean the number of children, not just the number of children you will be able to push out, but those the number you have the ability to train. The ability we talk about is not just that you have money, but you give all emotional, spiritual, educational, and all other supports. So that's what we talk about family planning. The number of children you'll be able to cater for and when you want them. Okay, please, can you give us a brief overview of child-birth spacing? Well, when we talk about child-birth spacing in Nigeria or in Abia states, we don't have specific time. We will say, oh, it must be every two years. But we are talking about that spacing that will enable the woman to recuperate from the effects of the past or the last birthing process. What I mean by this is still to come down to the language everybody will understand. When a woman puts to bed, before the person is expected to become pregnant again, the person must have come back to her normal body. The injuries pregnancy must have caused to the body must have healed. And not just the physical injury, the past pregnancy caused, but the financial injury also 
the past pregnancy caused to the family. That is to say that the family is now very ready, both the health of the woman and the finance of the family can cater for the other uh, pregnancy that is coming. So that is what we talk about when we talk about best person. It's not just physical injuries, healing or recuperation, also the family healing from the impact of the last pregnancy and births of now, before we talk about uh, childbirth spacing methods, I'd like to find out the category or categories of people that are involved in family planning. Does it cut across or is it only for women? It's like when I was talking about family planning, remember I said individuals, couples and families. And that is all embracing. It embraces single people. Okay. It embraces men. It embraces women, our adolescents. And when we talk about um, those that should embrace family planning, we are talking about, on the aspect of women, we are talking about women of reproductive age, okay. which is from, according to World Health Organization, from age 15 to age 49. Okay. These are women that are still in their reproductive age. They have not entered into the menopause. There are people that are capable of becoming pregnant. And then when we talk about reproductive age of men, it varies. Because we know that men's fertility lasts longer than that of female. Sure. So this talks about men who are still in the who still have the ability to cause pregnancy. And when we talk about the other group, the adolescents, we know their age limits both male and female. Okay. And so these are the categories of people we are focusing on when we talk about family planning. Okay, we'd like to know their roles, okay, if there is any. Of these categories. Yes. Oh a lot their of their role in family planning for men. But I'm sure they have a role to play. Big role. Okay. Everybody before the society gets fine, everybody must play a role. Interesting. And especially in Abia culture or Igbo culture, we know that the culture talks about the woman, though the Bible said it, but there are societies where it is more, where the woman is expected to be, if I would say, exclusive devotion or submissiveness to the husband. And so, where somebody is looking up to you for direction, even as it regards her personal decision, then you have a very big role to play. So, the male, the men, or the husband are expected to encourage their wives. They are expected to have good knowledge of family planning so that they can teach their wives, encourage their wives, or even themselves. Because there's a method, by the time we talk about it, there's a method the men uses. So there are methods because everybody is involved. So methods are for men and for female. So either they get good knowledge for them to take up a method that will ensure that they are implementing family planning or they encourage their wives to take up a method of a family planning for the benefit of the family. Now, coming to the adolescent group, there are roles too. We know that just like in a marriage where the man is expected to give orders in Igbo tradition, in boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, we have noted that the, the male friend takes superior role as regards to sexuality. Okay. 
And so then, the role comes in there where the man will say, oh, we don't want a baby now. We are just in a friendship relationship. With time, we can graduate to a better relationship. And so as it is now, we don't want this relationship to produce a baby. And so with that, the male friend will encourage the girlfriend to take up a method to enhance their relationship. Because we do extended family system, we have the mother-in-laws, we have the father-in-laws, where their contribution makes a lot of difference. You can see where a mother-in-law will say, my son is, is the only son I have, <laughs> and you have come to close my family. You say you, you don't want to have many family. You want my f family to close. <laughs> and it becomes an issue. She will create problem. He or she will create problem. And so making family planning uh, access to the woman or to the family difficult. So everybody has a role. I can recall one of the family planning conferences we did. It was an international conference. And countries who were seen as doing very well in family planning and it has a positive impact in their population, were asked to come and tell us their best practice so that other countries will key into that or copy them. One was so outstanding. One country came up with their best practice, which was so outstanding and received a lot of applause. And that was a country that said that they practice what they call the school of the husbands in family planning. In fact, that was my first time of hearing that. School mm -hmm. of the husbands, where they trained some husbands to keep retraining other husbands. Really? in family planning issues because they saw it as in their country that men has a lot of dominance over the issues of their wife. So that, into that country? I think that was Benin Republic. Okay. Yeah. They said they noticed in their country that men have serious dominance over the decision, in reproductive health decisions in their country. And so that they decided to open up the school of the husbands because they felt that catching up the men who takes decision terms of childbirth, then they have achieved it. And so those men will gather other men, will be supported to gather other men and talk to them about the need. And so when it was man-to-man -man discussion, they started taking it serious because that the woman will go to tell the husband about family planning and the husband will say no. But when the information and the support comes from the man, that it's easy for the woman. Definitely. So... That goes to say that everybody has a role to play in family planning. Okay, everybody's involved. Everybody's now, let's involved. go back to the childbirth spacing methods. How many are there? And how can each of these methods be applied? Well, uh, there are so many methods, and they are in categories. The first is the category that we call barrier methods. And these barrier methods, they have their mode of operation. The barrier methods prevent the sperm swimming up to the egg. Okay. And if you look at the words, you, it's easy to understand barrier. When we talk about barrier, we are talking about occlusion, stopping someone getting to where the person thinks is the destination. So these are the barrier methods. And the barrier methods include the male and female condom. Okay. The men are, are encouraged to cover up with a condom in the right method of applying it which in the next discussion 
we will come with a model okay and demonstrate good all right so that is a barrier method the females have their own condom the female condom in which if the man refuses to apply a condom the woman can put her own female condom please let me take you up on that this female condom is it as uh, popular as the men's condom but that of women i don't know whether it's uh, accessible yes it is it's in all the facilities all we are talking about is interest we are trying all we can to sell out the use of female condom idea to females we have done a lot of campaigns and we are hopeful that before long women will want to use it but for those who have started using it they say they cannot stop that is easy to use really yes just one more question on that uh, female condom does it expand like that of men's condom yeah by the structure it has two rings okay on both sides and so these two rings one occludes the external service okay external service i mean onwa abanwa and then one occludes the vaginal canal okay do you understand yes i and do and so the woman is educated on how to position the cervical ring Okay. Push it in and it will occlude the cervix and then the other ring will cover the vulva. There is an opening to the vaginal canal through okay. which the penis. It's an interesting thing to look at. So okay. we are advising women to please ask for the female condom so that where the man says no to his own condom, the woman will use up his condom. Okay. So there are other types of barrier methods. We have the cervical caps. That cervical cap somehow is like the female condom, but differs a little. Cervical cap. Cervical cap. Okay. Or you call it diaphragm. Diaphragm. Okay. So the woman occludes or covers the entry to his uterus by using it to occlude to her uterus. Entry of the sperm okay. into her uterus now okay. by covering the external cervical area okay. you know if the uterus is like this here is the mouth of the uterus we call it cervix okay so if you close it nothing enters and sure. no fertilization of course so that is the barrier method and then aside from the barrier method family planning methods are generally categorized into two the hormonal methods and the non-hormonal methods okay. you make your choice out of the two and then the hormonal methods there are varieties of them there okay. you have the pills okay that's the hormonal method yes okay. the hormonal methods there are varieties like i said you have the pills if the woman want to be taking daily pills okay it's a hormonal method we also have the injections or the injectables there are hormonal methods there are three types of injection and in fact we have two that the nurse must give to the clients we have a recent one which is targeting our adolescents we call it the cyana press it comes in what we call a uniject and it is fashioned in a manner that the client can give it to herself okay so you can see the extent the government is working hard to ensure that services are rendered and then the federal minister of health is working hand in glove with the nafdac to okay. ensure that the approval is given to people to give the injections to themselves okay so that's the injectables and this injectables is not a daily thing like the pills you can decide to pick up the ones that will last for 2 months or you can decide to pick up the one that will last for 3 months or 
13 weeks if we are to count in weeks either three months or 13 weeks all right so these are the injections still on the hormonal methods we also have the implants the implant is basically the small device that we implant on the woman's arm there there are two types you have the implanor nxt which lasts for three years we also have the jadel okay. which lasts for five years so far these are the ones we are in use here in the country okay. that are hormonals then i said there is also the non-hormonals remember i've mentioned three types the barrier methods the hormonal methods and the non-hormonals now the non-hormonal is basically the iud even though there is a hormonal type the iud that also have some hormones Please, can you explain that uh, IUD for people at home to All right. understand? More? IUD, yeah. So, thank you for still bringing me. I'm now talking family planning. <laughs> and rightly, we know that our target is our audience sure. to understand it better. So the IUD is intrauterine device. Intrauterine device. That a small flexible device is dropped into the uterus that will prevent the woman from conceiving or becoming pregnant. And so this IUD lasts for 10 to 12 years. But there's one important point there. Both the implant and the IUD, we said they last for long. They are still revisable. I told you that the implant only is for three years, the jadel is for five years, and then the intrauterine device is for, can last for 10 to 12 years. But they are reversible. By reversible, I mean that after checking through the woman and the woman decides to pick up the intrauterine device, the IUD, which is expected to stay with her for 10 to 12 years. But she's just using it for spacing. Okay. And her spacing period, according to her decision, should be for two years. Despite the fact that it's supposed to last 10 to 12 years, if she comes back within that two years, we remove it. That's why we say it's reversible. It's not permanent till that 10 to 12 years. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's take it that she wants to get pregnant. The reason for her coming for reversal, is it possible for her to get pregnant immediately or will it take a while after the removal or the reversal? Well, for the IUD, consumption is immediate. Really? Yes, because the IUD, like I told you, is a non-hormonal. It is like just using a cork to block off a bottle. Okay. If you block off a bottle with a cork, if you want to pour in water, you know it will not get into the bottle. Sure. The bottle will remain empty. But the moment you remove the block or the cork, okay. you can easily pour water immediately. Okay. There was nothing inside the bottle. Do you understand? I do. But if it is the hormonals, mm -hmm. remember we are talking about hormones. Yes. And by definition of hormone, it is a kind of biological thing that moves around the blood. For sure. And so when a woman takes up the hormonal methods and then quit it, the woman might need from two weeks up for the volume of the hormone that has been acting to get off the blood. So when we give these devices or these methods, it's one of the counseling points we give to the users. Okay. That when you are using a hormonal method, for instance, it's not just because it's family planning. If you are taking an injection, ordinary injection, there is a particular time we say is the half-life for the drug. If I'm taking an ampicloss, for instance, 
you know the next one I'm supposed to take will be six hours. Sure. It's assumed that within that six hours, the impact or the effect of the one I took must have dwindled. Definitely. And so I should take another one. That's what they call half-life. That is applicable in all the drugs we take. Okay. But for this hormonal, for instance, if you stop taking the pills, the swallow, mm. you cannot be protected within a week. Okay. That's why it's daily. If you don't take it for a week, you are no longer protected. So like for these injectables, we advocate that as soon as it is after that 13 weeks, please come back. Because anything two weeks on top, you are no longer protected. So you must keep to time. So that is it. For the hormonals, just like one or two weeks for the effects to go down and conception takes place. But for the IUD, it's immediate because it's, there's nothing in the system. It's just a mechanical block of the conception area of the woman. And so conception takes place immediately. Thank you very much, ma'am. We'd like to find out if these methods you mentioned here, uh, whether any of them has uh, active effects. But before then, these services, we want to find out where they can be accessed. Because I heard you saying something like someone needs to be cancelled before accessing these methods. Yes. Is it in the hospitals or in pharmacies? Or where do you access them? In family planning, there's a language we use. Okay. We use skilled and unskilled providers. Good. And when we talk about skilled providers, these are the people that have been trained specifically to administer. To, to administer. And all the things involved in all the methods, they have been trained on that. Interesting. And the unskilled ones... Those who have not been trained, but because maybe they are opportune to have money to open up a pharmacy or a chemist or a hospital. Do you understand? I do. Uh, we call them unskilled. So we encourage people to go to the skilled providers. And these skilled providers, they are people trained to do that. And the government, in collaboration with some development partners, have trained so many service providers in the public sector in Abia mm. State. Then coming to the private sector, some of them, like I just finished a training on this last week where we trained in collaboration with the Society of Gynecologists, Nigerian Society, SOGON. We finished training both private and public providers, some general hospitals. So basically, in Abia State, attention of government is more on training those she employed. Okay. For now, okay. the trainings that have been going on mostly is for public facilities. Okay. And so if you walk into any of the government public facilities, the probability of you getting a skilled provider to give you attention there is about 90. Interesting. And so we also encourage those that are yet to be trained to please do referrals. So we advise people to visit the public facilities. And when we talk about free service, we are specifically talking about the public facilities. Okay. Because these private facilities, they're on their own. They fund themselves. Sure. They pay for their shops and even pay for the people that support them in giving service. And so you don't expect them to maybe give you a free service. Though we have been pleading with them to please reduce their charges. But when you go to the public facilities, I mean public, I mean health centers, sure, I know. general hospitals, 
you are expected to work with a skilled provider there and also to have the service provided to you free. And they're really free? Yes, they are Do free. Do have anything like a committee or a group of people that monitor to ensure that these services are rendered free? Yes. Let me mention that Abia is running a kind of health system that we call primary health care under one roof. When we talk about primary facilities or the health centers, we can see that it is spotted all around the communities. You hardly can find a community that do not have a health center that serves it. Some of them are even built by the communities and then they involve the government into it to post officers for them. And so because of that, and you know that PHC talks about community involvement, community ownership. Okay. And so the government have encouraged the communities to own up these health centers that is serving them and to make good this request for community participation and ownership the government has involved like i was telling the other group that i talked with fundings that goes to those health centers that the government involve the group we call world development chairman okay you know we have about 291 wards sure. in abia states and so all these wards have ward chairman and so do the monitoring. They do the monitoring. In fact, they are even part of the signatory to the fund that Beautiful. goes to those facilities. Okay. And so when people say they are not getting service free, personally, I don't like it. Without because it. I expect that those world development chairmen who are involved in the management of those health facilities should speak up for their communities sure. to should. ensure that services are given. If they don't speak up, Will our governor be in his office to know? Of course it is not. them. <laughs> they should be the voice of their people. So we expect, by virtue of all the arrangement on ground, that service provision is free. Okay. Esteemed listener, I'm afraid that's just the much time can allow us to take on this very first segment of the show. But I'm going to talk with our resource person to see if she can oblige us coming next week to talk on the benefits agreeable to family planning, which I know is very, very important. That of the consequences of not adopting childbirth spacing. And of course, uh, the effects, if there is any, I mean the side effects of the methods, that's a childbirth spacing methods she mentioned today. For now, I'd like to thank in a very special way, Oboso Confident. Yes, Oboso Confident is the Abia State Family Planning Coordinator and the past um, 25 minutes, she actually educated us. Me, for one, I've learned quite a lot and I'm sure that the mothers at home, they've learned quite a lot. Mom, thank you very much. Are you promising us that you come back next week for the concluding part of this program? I'm at your service. So okay. thank you very much, listener. I hope you really got much from this and not just listening to it, but that you'll implement or think about what we have discussed. Thank you very much for your time to listen to this program. On behalf of the recording engineer, my name is Nkechi Mwogu. Thank you very much. And urging you to join us sometime next week at about five minutes past the three for the concluding part of this particular edition. Have a beautiful afternoon.